are Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Locked On Houston Astros, and I hope that you join me for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team, every day. Unfortunately, this is the first time in, what, three games or four games that uh, we have said that the Astros have lost. The Astros have lost. The Astros lost game six of the World Series, and everything's still okay. They still have a chance of winning at home tomorrow in game seven. And in a game seven situation, anything could happen. And I, I, I still don't see the Nationals coming back and winning four straight road games. I just don't see that happening. And maybe that's just me being just an Astros fan or Astros homer or whatever. But I just that's going to take a lot of effort. And the Astros are going to throw everything they can at them tomorrow. And I just... We could talk about what happened in this game a lot, Will. But, Will, where can they find you at? <laughs> They can find me on Twitter at uh, Will Moriarty 86, Eric. That's Will Moriarty 86. And uh, yes, uh, we could talk about this game for hours. I'm not sure anybody wants to. Okay, so the game started off really weird with uh, Trey Turner reaching base. I think the call's overturned. He was initially called out. Then the call's overturned. Uh, he would eventually score the first run. And it was a tight and uh, close game for a while. But then uh, we saw Alex Bregman hit the homer, and he did something that I, I'm i a big Alex Bregman guy, but dude, you cannot carry the bat to first base. That's, I, I don't, I'm not a baseball player, and I don't know too many baseball players, but looking at the reaction from across Twitter from actual baseball players, I don't get why he did that. And I'm not saying that that kind of motivated the Nationals to bounce back and actually take the lead. But you know that uh, Juan Soto showed him up and did the same thing to him. And I know uh, one of the Mike Morse, uh, he used to be a uh, first baseman DH. He said that you're asking for somebody to get hurt next year. And so if the Nationals ever face the Nationals or something like that, that's that. There's gonna be some retaliation for that because that as baseball players, that's just the ultimate sign of disrespect. But I know he's just doing it in good fun. I know, I know, but it's still you got to watch what you do. So baseball, uh, baseball shares a fair amount of responsibility, I think, uh, for for that though, because you've seen this entire postseason, they've aggressively marketed the games on on TV. Uh, with that commercial of the We Play Loud, they, I mean, they've been, you know, very explicitly uh, and approvingly, you know, running footage in that commercial of celebrations and, and just kind of a generally best brash at, uh, at worst, obnoxious kind of approach to playing the game. If everybody wants to make a big thing about somebody carrying a bat 90 feet now, well, you know, yeah, baseball kind of asked for it. Baseball... Uh, tried to make money off that whole, you know, where the kids here and we play loud thing. So I think it's uh, kind of silly. Um, but of course, uh, when you when you openly encourage, you know, a particular style of behavior, you can't be really all that shocked when on occasion there is a, an excessive 
display of that behavior that you're actively promoting, whatever that kind of behavior happens to be. So, I mean, I, I just think it's it's all a bunch of silliness. Yeah, and I, I did uh, put a, a little picture out on Twitter through Talking Strodes, which I'm not really going to look at. Um, you probably know why, but I'm not going to really uh, look at my mentions on Talking Strodes tonight. But uh, I put it on here that he was handing the bat. He said, here, hold my beer. I mean, my bat. But I, it's not really that big a deal for me. But I just think that baseball players, the Nationals, uh, they, they, they're going to make a really big deal about that. But speaking of making a real big deal about it, what was your interpretation of that call on Trey Turner? Uh, we all for sure thought that he was, it was runners on second and third, and Will Harris was about to come in and have his big moment, so to speak. But then they called Trey Turner out for interference. A lot of people thought it was because he ran inside the line. But if you look at the last yeah. minute, he did kind of go back towards the bag. But they said the reason why they called him out after the game, Joe Torre says that it wasn't that he ran out of the baseline. It's the fact that he interfered with Guriel's glove. Yeah, and, and I have not been able to – I saw that Joe Torre said that. I'm not, uh, I'm not aware of uh, what kind of MLB uh, statutory uh, basis he's, he's going off of as far as justifying that as the approach. Um, I noticed that uh, Trey Turner was barking. Uh, during the, the uh, replay delay, he was like, Joe, Joe Torrey is sitting right there. He's sitting right there. He's hiding his head in his hands or he's trying not to, I mean, he's looking down, whatever. Why don't you just ask Joe Torrey? Um, so, I mean, I saw like the, the rule as I saw seemed to indicate that, I mean, a pretty strict interpretation would be that, uh, that Turner was indeed out. Now you can look at the play and uh, you can look at the video and go, yeah, you know, he doesn't really look like somebody that's, you know, actively trying to interfere with anything. He's just running to the base. Um, but if he was not where he was supposed to be, uh, even by an inch, I, I guess he was uh, not where he's supposed to be. The Astros lost this game, in my opinion, for reasons other than that. Yeah, I know. It just uh, maybe Will Harris, if he didn't have to sit there while they did that big replay. And even uh, well, Rendon afterwards said that he had the extra time to kind of sit on the bench and uh, then relax and get ready for that bat. It's it's possible. I think uh, it sounds like A.J. Hinch's objection to the whole thing. Obviously, Dave Martinez had several uh, objections <laughs> to uh, uh, to all that transpired there. But uh, A.J. Hinch apparently was uh, none too pleased about the whole situation as well. I and mean, he was obviously not pleased that Will Harris had to uh, kind of get iced there and, and just uh, hang around for, for 15 minutes for nothing um but uh hinch has has a legitimate point when he says like guys this is the world you know blinking series i mean you guys need to have your stuff together and, and if something's reviewable it's reviewable then you guys should know it's not reviewable and you guys instead of like panicking and going well it's the world series and it's national tv and we ought to look like we're really doing something i, I think that that hinch has a legitimate uh, a legitimate beef as they say in the gangster movies and um but again you know, the Astros uh, lost that ball game because, unfortunately, the Washington Nationals and Steven Strasburg were just better tonight. Yeah, I just haven't seen this where the road team just plays so much better in the opposition's ballpark. And I, I don't think I've ever seen this. It's typically the other way around, especially with the Astros. They're normally pretty dominant at Maid Park. For some reason, uh, it's 
it's it's just weird. But tomorrow's game will be a big test on who wins the series because if the Astros can't get their crap together and win a game, then yeah, they're not going to get a World Series championship this year. So it's going to be a lot of on the back of Zach Greinke tomorrow and Max Scherzer, who was warming up at one point during the game. And part of me was hoping, please bring him in. Please bring him in. That way we can just face Annie Ball Sanchez tomorrow. But I don't know. We could talk a little bit more about yeah. today's game after the break, and we could talk a little bit about tomorrow's game. But remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Astros on the new Himalaya podcast app or Apple Podcasts. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Astros. Listen in your car to or from work every day. All right, we are back with the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. And where can they find you on Twitter, Will? They can find me on Twitter at uh, Will Moriarty 86. That's Will Moriarty 86. Yeah, all kinds of cheer and optimism uh, after this game. Uh, definitely look forward to I'll, I'll be up all evening with just nothing but good cheer, I'm sure. <laughs> To kind of add to some uh, icebreaker here, today during one of my classes, one of my kids said, Mr. Heisman, I searched your name up on Google today, and you're you're legit. You have all this stuff up there. And I'm like, well, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who has a podcast, and I'm just a teacher. But he's like, no, 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 you, I, I respect you. But anyway, so let's go and talk a little bit about today's game. Justin Verlander, yeah. in the first inning, he was a victim of – Bad luck, and especially with uh, Jose Altuve kind of covering uh, over by shortstop. And uh, Rendon, I believe it was, hit that RBI single in the first inning. Fifth inning, he also allowed two solo homers. One of them was to Juan Soto, and the other one was oh, Adam Eaton. That's right, Adam Eaton. No. Yeah, that was in fifth inning, and uh, that's when A.J. Hinch thought that he was – he looked like he just ran out of gas, and uh, that could explain how he allowed the two homers. But once again, it just seems like uh, Justin Verlander has his reputation about the World Series. I know you talked about it on yesterday's podcast. You said it's not necessarily the World Series, but in October, he just hasn't really seemed as like he's the top of the pitcher like he is in a regular season. But in the World Series, he's 0-6 with a 5.68 ERA over his career and uh so he still has left some doubt out there about his world series uh, pitching yeah. ability but uh do you got any th- thoughts about that well i you know i'm I'm still kind of skeptical about the idea that uh there's anything inherent about it it being a, a world series game and i don't think uh of all people justin verlander uh wakes up in the morning and just kind of just kind of you know uh forgets how to pitch next to kate uh, upton by the way yeah, when it's when it's the World Series, uh, uh, I, I don't think that you know Verlander just magically uh, forgets that he's Justin Verlander. I think that uh, uh, there was an observer, and I'm forgetting who, and if I remembered who, I'd credit them. But there was an observer today on Twitter who uh, remarked that it might be uh, time, as far as moving forward. Obviously, not much to be done. Uh, now, but moving forward, 2020, 20, uh, in 2021, uh, it might be time to kind of, you know, dial, take it down to fourth gear or so with him during the regular season. Uh, maybe not, you know, let him take some of those games where he's just rolling and, you know, Hinch is half tempted to 
let him go eight or take it to the house or, you know, kind of dial back on that, dial back his workload a little bit and save him a little bit for the postseason. Uh, because, uh, you know, obviously that is where the Astros, uh, see themselves. They, they see themselves, uh, for 20 and uh, 21 and, and probably a little bit beyond as a contending team. And you're going to need Verlander and, uh, you need the best Verlander you can get. And he is not getting any younger. And it's probably about time to kind of respect that fact. And, um, and and that's that's really my key thought about uh, about that. You, you know, it's about time to to kind of dial back his regular season workload a bit, and also just as far as this postseason. I mean, he was just he's been out of gas. Um, he uh, has has not looked uh, particularly sharp, probably since the uh, the league championship series, and um, he's just kind of. Uh, you know, age age eventually gets to everybody, and uh, there comes a point when you know even Justin Verlander uh, can't just you know roll through playoff baseball after going 200 plus in the regular season, you know, and, and pitch at the same level in the postseason as he did during the regular season. I think that moving forward, like I said, it's probably good if uh, AJ Hinch uh, kind of respects that a little bit and just takes it a little bit easier on him. Well, I think at the end of this season, they're both fighting for the Cy Young Award, and he wanted to give both players an equal opportunity chance to win that Cy Young Award. And so maybe that's why he didn't dial back this year, but we'll see what happens in the future. And I think that he has seen that Verlander can wear down in, in the playoffs. So at the same time, he's still we wouldn't have the World Series in 2017 without him, and we probably wouldn't have made it to the World Series this year without him. So I'm not going to just second-guess everything. Uh, that's not what I want to do right now. Strasburg pitched a heck of a game, and early in the game, he thought that the Astros were probably picking up on him, tipping his pitches, and so he changed something, and uh, he made that adjustment, and then the Astros had no clue what was going on. And uh, you, you saw George Springer have some good at-bats, but overall, it was kind of a, a weird game. And uh, when you have Steven Strasburg pitching eight and one-thirds innings, in a World Series game with seven strikeouts after the Astros missed out on some opportunities earlier, especially with runners in scoring position. That's just driving me crazy. And if the Astros lose this World Series, it's because of that. They just, uh, as big of the moments as some of these hits are, they struggle so much to get those extra runs home, and they could have made it a lot easier. So this was the game I was talking about yesterday on the podcast, the high stress where it's back and forth. It appears like we don't have home field advantage anymore because the Nationals have shown that they can come to Min Maid Park and they can win some ball games. So I don't know what to expect tomorrow. I know we have Zach Grinke on the mound tomorrow. Uh, he's pitched decently, but uh, not great. And they have Max Scherzer on the mound. He's coming back back spasms. So uh, we don't know exactly how that's going to affect him. But he, he was ready to come into the game today. He started warming up. So... That was part of the reasoning that people were talking about on Twitter for like, you know, people were wondering, well, what the hell would Dave Martinez even think about uh, uh, putting him in this game? And people were speculating that perhaps Martinez's idea was, you know, we know how he feels today, but we won't know how he feels when he wakes up tomorrow morning. So, I mean, this is a guy whose wife had to get him dressed three days ago. So, 
um, you know, I, I, I think that would have been uh, a bit too aggressive. But yeah, you're right. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Tomorrow is Game Seven of the World Series, and anything could happen. It just sucks because uh, you you just want to get this over. Because Game Seven, I know there's been a lot of people. I heard Sean Salisbury saying that he wants a Game Seven because he likes the drama, he likes the excitement, and the chance that you can win or lose, and that's it. But a lot of us normal folk, we don't really want that. And uh, as exciting as Game 7 was in the 2017 World Series, do we really have a Charlie Morton to kind of carry the back end? Uh, because we don't really we're, – we're throwing Zach Greinke. Yes, you can bring Garrett Cole back in for maybe two innings or so, but you don't want to burn him uh, for the next season, so you don't want to try to do too much with him. So the Astros, the Nationals, everybody's going to go all in. They're going to – Everybody's going to be throwing except for Justin Verlander and Steven Strasburg. Strasburg pitched a heck of a game and mad respect to him. But the Astros have got to do something. they got to take advantage of the pitchers when they're starting to wobble a little bit. And then uh, because they're going to settle down. The Nationals have a good pitching staff. Uh, the Astros played some good ball in Washington. All of a sudden they come back home. Uh, they forget how to do the small ball. They feel if it seems like they're going for the homer and i don't know maybe another one of those team meetings <laughs> yeah but maybe you have to get on a plane ride and just go down to dallas then come back home or something i don't know it just it just sucks that we're in this situation but then again we the season's not over we get to watch one more ball game but it's either gonna, gonna end in ex, in bliss or it's gonna be hell so I don't know what it is, and that's the joy of Game 7 of the World Series. So do you have any final comments to before we wrap up on this podcast? I cannot uh, add anything to the statement. It's either going to be bliss or it's going to be hell. I <laughs> wouldn't know how to add something that, that dramatic. Oh, well, apparently, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, Flasher girls were in town, and I don't know if they actually made it into the ballpark or not, but... Uh, she tweeted out that a little like shh button and it said from Houston. So maybe they tried to get into the ballpark. I don't know what happened there, but, uh, but they've, like you said, they're, they're still front page news and everybody's still talking about yeah, I thought the Astros looked a little distracted. <laughs> so guys, that's all we got for tonight's locked on Astros podcast. Hopefully we'll be t- talking about some good news tomorrow, or I may be going to some place and we may not even have a show. So we'll see what's going on, but <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, and remember you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalay Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in the car, tell your smart device play podcast, Locked on Astros. And before we go, Will, I forgot to do our predictions. So I'm going to predict that the Astros are going to win tomorrow, but I think it's going to be a like 7-5 to five type game. Oh, I, I suppose it would be illegal for me to uh, to not pick the Astros in a game 7. Um, I will say... Garrett Cole uh, comes in for his swan song and uh, closes out a 6-4 to four Astros victory. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow, and go Strauss.